What's up, Uncut Fantasy Sports World? Coming to you live on Wednesday, November 27th from Blackbird Studios. AB is here to break down week 13 of the fantasy football season. Obviously, the most important week so far, last week of the regular season in fantasy football before its playoff time. Combined with a very late Thanksgiving, both uh, as as a holiday and slate of football games, normally... You have one or two weeks um, of the fantasy football season following Thanksgiving, but this is it. Late Thanksgiving, Thursday, November 28th, tomorrow. It's about as late as it can get. Um, So the Thanksgiving Day games are always a fun X factor. Um, Not normally this much weight uh, with the fantasy football regular season about to wind down. So as you look to win your way into your fantasy football playoffs, let's break down week 13 of the 2019 fantasy football season. Okay, so we're back here to break down week 13, the final week of the regular season for 2019 fantasy football And like we were saying, we're getting started with a very late slate of Thanksgiving Day games. Happy Turkey Day to all uncut fantasy sports world. Let's jump right in to the gorgeous NFC North early Thanksgiving Day game. Chicago Bears go to Detroit Lions with a 37-point over-under. That is really... Rough, rough from a fantasy football perspective. You know, the biggest question, um, I think, on both sides of the ball, because there's not a lot to talk about in this game, is will Jeff Driscoll play? Who would have fucking thought that Jeff Driscoll playing would be a big deal to your fantasy football pieces? But with Stafford all but assuredly ruled out, if Driscoll does play, not a lot changes to what you've been doing. If Driscoll doesn't play, I don't start a single Detroit Lion on Thanksgiving Day. Galladay and Jones become brutal sells. I mean, the backup to Jeff Driscoll is a guy that I can almost guarantee no one has ever heard of. Guy goes by the name of David Blau. Assume we're pronouncing that correct. I mean, if you've told me that you know who this guy is, I, I, I think you, you would be called out as full of shit. He was a backup at Purdue. Um, if this guy starts on Thanksgiving, I don't know how you can start Galladay. I don't know how you can start Jones. Be very careful with Bo Scarborough. I started him last week. Yeah, the volume's there, and he doesn't look bad. Offensive line isn't awful. They were playing against the fucking Redskins last week. I know Chicago run defense has been different ever since Akeem Hicks has gone down, but 
I don't think you can start Bo Scarborough when Bo Scarborough could be getting stacked boxes from the Chicago Bears. I think the, the best bet in this first Thanksgiving Day game is the Chicago defense. Now, again, that's assuming that Driscoll doesn't start. If he does start, Galladay, Marvin Jones are very risky WR2 and WR3 slash fours, respectively. I personally would not start anything. I personally am dropping Bo Scarborough, even though, like I said, I started him last week because, look, let's face it, with, with, without Stafford, Scarborough's a tough start in general. He hasn't really blown the cover off the, the opportunity he's gotten here. But, you know, he's got to play the Bears. Then he goes to the Vikings. Then he plays a really tough Buccaneers run defense. Then he goes to the Broncos. I dropped Bo Scarborough right now. I don't know how you can start that guy anymore. Um, the over-under here at 37 is just complete danger zone. You're probably going to read a lot on your other fantasy sites about Darius Slay shadowing Allen Robinson. So Anthony Miller is an intriguing play. I mean, sure. That's about as unstable as you can get. Let's move on. The Buffalo Bills go to Dallas for game number two on Thanksgiving. It's a fun little game. Um, You know, Tredavious White isn't Stephon Gilmore, so all systems go for Amari Cooper. Sorry if he goose-egged you last, uh, last Sunday, but, I mean, going up against Gilmore in the rain... You know, in New England, it's a tough spot for Cooper. This should be a lot nicer. Um, I think Zeke is is going to show out here. For as good as the Bills' defense has been, it's really been primarily through the air. I think Zeke's going to get a ton of carries this game. I think he's going to have a big game. And if you have Dak and you need a win to get into the fantasy football playoffs – just make sure that you're confirming that you can't look elsewhere before you start Dak Prescott in this game. I just, you know, we saw what can happen to Dak. And again, that's a really tough, tough matchup uh, in New England last week. But just be careful um, starting Dak. If there's Sam Darnold out there, if there's other guys out there, I would just be very, very careful. You know, I'm seeing a lot of other sites say to start Josh Allen. Um, I, I can't get behind it. I mean, this just seems like much more of a floor game than a ceiling game for Josh Allen. You know, the rushing stats in theory should be there, but the Cowboys really play a burn-the-clock type of offense, and Allen and the Bills' opportunities um, could be much more limited than they're used to. I I just see this as a very, very danger zone type of game for Josh Allen again. Uh, if you have to start him, I don't think anyone's going to hate you for doing that. But again, to get into your fantasy football playoffs, I just like a lot of other quarterbacks on the slate this week. I like Darnold more. If for some reason Wentz is out there, I mean, it's been a colossal disappointment of a year for Wentz. Love him significantly more. Um, I, You've been warned. We warned you on Josh Allen last week, and he was 
okay, you know, didn't throw for a lot of yards, scored a couple of touchdowns, got picked off, 50 yards rushing in some leagues, that's good. Just be be careful. Um, John Brown, tough guy to bench. All it takes is one, so he's obviously in your lineup. And then let's see. I mean, I'm very interested to see if Singletary can hold it up this week. Um, it's a stiffer test than most people realize, I think. Um, but it should be a really fun afternoon Thanksgiving Day game. The night game for Thanksgiving, the peculiar New Orleans Saints go to Atlanta after almost blowing it last week at home against Carolina. It just goes to show that these NFC South games are a fucking coin flip. Um, Hopefully, for both entertainment purposes and for your fantasy starting lineups, Julio is going to play. That would really be tough in a Week 13 spot if Julio did not play, but it seems like he's tentatively expected to play, but a couple of DNPs throughout the week is really nerve-wracking. And I just got to say, Julio's counterpart on the other side, Michael Thomas, this guy is on a fucking different planet. I mean, we're in week 13, okay? We still have a month of football left, more than a month. Five weeks left in regular football, not fantasy, but regular football. Michael Thomas, 104, 12, 42, and 6. I mean, good God. Guy is a fucking monster. I just got to say, I mean, wow. Um, This, in terms of the running game, you're going to hope that it gets out of hand if you're starting Latavius Murray. Otherwise, this feels much more like a Kamara type of game. Um, The fact that they're away is a little annoying, the Saints, because they just play differently away. But this season, I mean... You almost lose. You should have lost the game to Carolina last week. Two weeks ago, you lose to this one-win Atlanta team. What we know is that New Orleans and Atlanta play each other close. I think this game is going to be a little closer than people realize. Um, but yeah, I, I feel much more comfortable leaning on Kamara. I bench Latavius Murray this week. It just doesn't seem like it has the feel of a Latavius Murray. And when Kamara's in there, his touches are just limited, and we know that volume is king in fantasy. And the reason that we were advising to start Latavius Murray last week is just because how weak the the Carolina Panthers are on the ground when it comes to their defense. Um, Devontae Freeman is scheduled to return. Just a quick thought on him. PPR, yes. Non-PPR, no. Saints have a much better run defense than pass defense. Devontae Freeman looks like he is just on fucking fumes right now. If, if you're not getting a point for every ball that he catches, every three-yard swing pass that he's going to catch, uh, he is, like, very devoid of a ceiling right now. Ballsy start. Uh, I hope you have someone better to start than Devontae Freeman in this night Thanksgiving Day game. Let's move on to Sunday. Uh, start off with a barn burner. Jets go to the Bengals. I will say, Darnold, dude, it's getting tough to argue with this guy, right? I mean, <laughs> week after week, the guy continues to put up pretty big stats, particularly in fantasy, and we knew the matchups were going to be there. But Giants looked good. At Skins, he looked good. The Raiders looked good. Now he goes to the Bengals before hosting the Dolphins again. I love Darnold this week. I think he's pretty sleepy. Um, 
but more exciting than Darnold. The return of Andy Dalton, dude. So we wrote, uh, we were going to write a little bit about Dalton in the sleepers column. It's a little too ballsy to call that out. But this Jets secondary is exploitable. And who would have fucking thought that Andy Dalton returning would be such big news for a guy like Tyler Boyd? But it is. So let's assume A.J. Green doesn't play. This is huge news for Boyd. Dalton trusts Boyd. Dalton can obviously throw the ball downfield. In general, he still has kind of a gun, but obviously he's a much, much, much more reliable and much bigger upgrade than Ryan Finley. That experiment is, thank God, over. We wrote about Boyd being a sleeper this week. This is why you fucking drafted Boyd in the fifth or sixth round of your fantasy football draft. Start him. Love Boyd this week. Underrated. Weather should be decent, which we're going to talk about uh, as a factor throughout the NFL this week. Huge upgrade. Tight end one, Ryan Griffin. The volume's there. Darnold consistently looks for him through the middle of the field as well as in the red zone. If Ryan Griffin is not owned in your league and you need a tight end, he should be your number one ad this week. Um, And then... Just a case of of where we are and where we've come. Bell and Mixon, floor guys, man. Just fucking floor guys. Ceiling just is not there. 41 point over under, you know, kind of exhibits that the ceiling is not there. Bell and Mixon are just complete floor guys. Much better plays in PPR. Um, You know, you got to start them if you have them. Uh, Especially Bell and PPR, but man. Just temper your expectations regardless of this awesome matchup. I like Darnold and Dalton uh, a lot more than Bell and Mixon this week. Should be, I would take, I would take the over in this 41-point over-under Jets-Bengals. AFC South matchup. Seems like every single fucking week we have an AFC South matchup. Titans go to Indy. Six and five, pair of six and five teams. This is a very big real NFL game for playoff implications. Um, I will say headline number one from this game is stay with Jonathan Williams. Marlon Mack already ruled out, ruled out a few days ago already. Obviously, the volume is there. Titans are exploitable. Their defense is starting to show, you know, leaks in it a little bit. Williams, you know, has an unquestioned workhorse role behind a great offensive line. Confidence of the coaches. Looked good last week. Stay the course with Williams. Be very careful with Ryan Tannehill. This would be a chasing the points type of routine for Ryan Tannehill after he had that humongous out-of-nowhere game last week. Um, This Colts defense is a lot better than that Jacksonville defense Tannehill played last week. This is in Indianapolis. Over-under is only 43.5, and the the Colts are favored to win. Be very careful if you are thinking about resting a playoff berth in fantasy football and Ryan Tannehill. Don't forget, it's still fucking Ryan Tannehill. That's all we'll say. We wrote about it a little bit in our bust column. Uh, we saw last week that Brissett uh, floor is fucking scary. I don't think he can be started or owned in fantasy football right now. I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about him, but you know that 4TD game he had, what, about a month and a half ago was... Total red herring. Uh, I don't think he can be owned. Much rather own a guy like Darnold than Brissett right now. And I will say, after the Thanksgiving Day games, 
if your opponent in fantasy football, you know, had a few guys show out that you weren't expecting to show out and you need a home run ball, you need a home run hitter, A.J. Brown. All it takes is one with that guy. With his speed, size, hands, everything, A.J. Brown, home run hitter, not owned in a ton of fantasy football leagues. If you need him after the Thanksgiving Day slate is over to hit a home run, if you need somebody to score a 20 instead of a 10, take a look at A.J. Brown. Philly goes down to Miami. This is it, okay? This is fucking it for Carson Wentz. This is fucking it for Miles Sanders. If you guys can't capitalize in this matchup, you cannot be in fantasy football conversations anymore. Not only are you playing against Miami, not only are you 10-point favorites, but you're playing in sunny southern Florida. Must show out for Wentz. Back-to-back weeks, we're banking on Wentz. Last week, obviously, was a fucking shit show hosting Seattle. That weather did not help in Philadelphia. We're going to roll the dice on Wentz again, though, this week. Down in Miami, got to show out, bro. Got to show out. And Miles Sanders, this is your opportunity, man. As a rookie running back, you don't get many better opportunities than going down to Miami. We're starting Miles Sanders this week in fantasy football. Um, On the other side of the ball, with volume being king, we've been talking about Devontae Parker for about five weeks now. Hopefully you got the message and you've been rolling with him. I mean, the guy is averaging about 10.5 to 11.5 targets a game. This is a great matchup. Classic game script. The Dolphins should be playing from behind. As always, Fitzpatrick is going to be targeting Parker nonstop. Love him this week. Love him. Green Bay goes to the Giants. Um, Here's what we'll say about this game. In theory, it should be a great bounce-back spot for Green Bay. In theory. Giants fucking suck. Their defense sucks. So if you're a Rodgers, an Aaron Jones, or maybe even a Jamal Williams guy, in theory, this should be a good bounce-back spot. However... As we always have to consider this time of year, be very careful with this game according to the weather forecast. Right now, in East Rutherford, New Jersey, where this game will be played, they are forecasting a 90 to 95% chance of rain all Sunday long. Now look, Rodgers is Rodgers, right? You're not going to bench Devontae Adams, and you're not going to bench Aaron Jones. All I'm saying is, if you have an alternative to Rodgers on your waiver wire, pick him up and check the weather that morning. Because if it's going to be pouring fucking rain all day long, and this is your chance to get into the fantasy football playoffs, be very careful with Rodgers and the weather. Very careful. Giant side of the ball, tougher to elaborate on. Golden Tate looks iffy at best. Sterling Shepard in the rain, no thanks. Daniel Jones in the rain, no thanks. Green Bay defense would be a fun play. If you own Saquon, be very careful. I I would immediately pick up Goldman if he's available because 
The Saquon shutdown conversation, I think, is for real, and it's something you got to keep an eye on as you enter the fantasy football playoffs. AFC North slugfest. Cleveland goes to Pittsburgh. Hopefully everyone keeps their helmet on for this game. Fucking crazy. Um, I like the running game here. 39.5 point over under. Also looks like a lot of rain in Pittsburgh. Chubb is going to, I think, have a better game than most people think. I'd be very, very careful about starting anyone on Pittsburgh. Anyone. And that includes Benny Snell. And we liked Snell last week as a sleeper, but the Cleveland defense is a lot different than the Cincinnati defense who Snell went up against last week. Um, Delvin Hodges, I mean, I don't know how people can call Pittsburgh wide receivers sleepers anymore, but other fantasy sites are still doing it. No way. It's really tough to bench Beckham, get that. Really tough to bench Landry. Another keep-your-eye-on-the-weather game, but be very, very careful about getting too excited about Benny Snell in this game. He's the only Pittsburgh Steeler you can start. That's it. The Redskins go to Carolina and a 40-point over-under with Carolina favored by 10. My God, that is... <laughs> that's a 25-15 game uh, right around there. That is gross. Um, you know, I don't know how you can start anyone on Washington. Uh, uh, Carolina, in theory, has a run-funnel defense, and in theory, guys could, you know... Could be the game for him. I mean, Peterson's still there. He's not going away. Like, Chris Thompson might even come back this week. Dwayne Haskins looks like shit. Terry McLaurin, 12 targets last week. I mean, are you going to start him against Carolina? Potentially also in the rain? I, I I don't think you can start anyone on Washington. Panthers D looks like a good start. This is the DJ Moore show, by the way. I mean, he is blown away from Curtis Samuel in terms of value, and they weren't drafted that far apart this year. DJ Moore looks like a WR1. Be careful with the weather down there, but it uh, looks like a nice game for Carolina to bounce back after losing three straight now. Tampa Bay goes to Jacksonville in a all-Florida game. I really like Ronald Jones this week. I mean, Derrick Henry just blew the fucking door off the Jaguars' run defense last week. Ronald Jones looks like the guy. He's leaving Peyton Barber in the dust, finally. Wrote about him in our sleepers column this week. Love Ronald Jones this week. Check out the column to read more. Love DJ Chark this week. He's going to be in everyone's top 10 because of how pass funnel the Buccaneers' defense is. We're right there with him. If you need a sneaky starter, I do not hate Foles this week. Keep an eye on the weather. Could be some rain, but I don't lo- I don't hate Foles this week if he's around. I like Foles. Uh, if there's if there isn't any rain, I like him more than, you know, potentially even Josh Allen. That's a little ballsy, but we're going to go in that same level. Uh, keep an eye on Foles because that pass funnel defense for Tampa Bay is really really true. You can throw all over these fucking guys, especially if you're going to be at home like Jacksonville is. Don't hate it. And a sleepy DFS pick, Chris Connolly. Guy's getting, I want to say, seven targets a game over the past month. 
He's been able to do minimal damage with them, but a blow-up should be happening, and what better chance to take than against this Tampa Bay pass defense. I like him as a dart throw sleeper. Tough to start him in season-long fantasy, especially if your fantasy playoffs are on the line. DFS dart throw, Chris Connolly. I like him. Big game. People are already talking about this is the Super Bowl preview to round out our morning games. The Niners go to Baltimore. Be very, very wary of Jimmy this week. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it because we wrote about Jimmy in our bus column and at Baltimore across the country kind of speaks for itself. Be very, very careful with Jimmy this week. We would not advise starting him. On the other side, be very, very careful of Hollywood Brown. Probably should have highlighted him in our bus column a little bit. He looks busty this week. Caught two touchdowns last week. Still is like the only pass catcher outside of Mark Andrews worth even rostering on a 9-2 and Baltimore team. But going up against that Niners secondary, no thanks. Baltimore favored by 6, which seems like a lot against a 10-1 and team, the 49ers, but should be one of the games of the week. Um, and also just something to be uh, aware of when it comes to Tevin Coleman and Mark Ingram. These guys have shown that they are very touchdown dependent this year. I know Ingram had a good game last week. Everyone on Baltimore did. But very touchdown dependent. You're going to start Ingram. If you have Coleman, make sure you don't have a better sleeper start. Just saying. He's going to be needing a touchdown in order to pay fantasy dividends. Afternoon slate, the Los Angeles Chargers come off a bye and go to Denver. This seems like a very trappy game. Rivers never plays well in Denver, ever. AFC West rivals, they always seem to know each other. Just, you know, be very careful. This looks like a really, really fucking gross game. 39 point over under. I will say Chris Harris is flammable. We saw that last week uh, with John Brown. I wouldn't be too scared about starting Keenan. Um, if you have a better option, he's not a bad guy on the bench. But coming off a bye, familiar opponents, in a gross game, um, it's tough to bench those Chargers, isn't it? It's tough to bench Keenan. It's tough to bench Gordon. It's tough to bench Eckler. It's tough to bench Hunter Henry in the tight end spot. I don't know how you can bench those guys. At the same time, it's one of those matchups where you want to make sure you don't have a better option because the Broncos' defense is not bad. And playing up in mile high is always a trap game, especially for these Chargers. Just be very, very careful. Um, And one thing we will say about the Broncos, Royce Freeman, drop him. It's the Philip Lindsay show now. Royce Freeman sucks. The Broncos' offense sucks. Uh, easy, easy drop, in our opinion, Royce Freeman. Oakland goes to Kansas City in a 51.5 point over under. Uh, highest one of the week. Should be a lot of fun to watch. This should be the get-right Mahomes game. Guy might throw for 900 yards this game. Um, and should just be very, very high entertainment um, value. For fantasy football, you know... The, the start sits here pretty intuitive, uh, no big warning signs. I would not start Derek Carr. I liked, uh, you know, 
Darnold. I know we keep fucking talking about Darnold. I like Foles more than Carr. Carr's floor is just last week, you know, at the Jets. And his ceiling is 285-2. and Um, Wouldn't do that. The one thing that we will say is it's really hard to trust and figure out what's going to happen with this Kansas City backfield. We don't know, you know, whether or not Damian Williams is going to play. Is LaShawn McCoy going to fumble the ball? Um, you know, who is Daryl Williams and can he be a fantasy football asset, et cetera, et cetera. It's the one unit in this game that we would just be very wary of uh, about investing too much of our fantasy football lineup into it. Sunday night football, Patriots at Houston. You know, a lot of people are talking about Tom Brady being done. He does look like he's fading. Definitely agree with that. He had a pretty nice start to the season against a really soft schedule. A lot of people are saying you got to bench Brady this week or just straight up drop him. We get it. Um, We think Brady's a sleeper this week. Really, really like Brady. Uh, to bounce back. He's finally going to get good weather. He's finally going to get a great matchup. Um, you know, I I really like Brady this week down in Houston against B.O.B., the former uh, Patriots offensive coordinator. They always seem to play well against Houston. Houston's secondary is atrocious. Brady, sleeper, heard it here first. Let's see if it can happen. Uh, also as a little bit of a sleeper, I think James White is going to perform a reappearing act. Guy has been completely fucking invisible for what seems like a month now. Uh, like this as a James White game. Like this um, as a Brady to James White game. Like them both this week. Do not like Carlos Hyde this week. He is a fade aid. 836 rush yards on the season seems like a lot. He's just reliant on big chunk plays. Wrote about him in our bus column. It's going to be hard to have big chunk plays against uh, against these linebackers on New England and, and against these safeties against New England. Fade him. Read our bus column for more on Carlos Hyde. And even though this seems like kind of a chump call out, Nick Folk, do not start him. Do not chase... Nick Folk being on a good uh, fantasy football team. If you're looking for a kicker, um, the Patriots just don't trust him. So if it's fourth and two from the 40-yard line, I see the Patriots going for it rather than trusting Nick Folk anymore. Seems like he's kind of maxed out as a uh, as a 42-yard field goal kicker. Do not like Nick Folk um, this week at all. And finally, Monday Night Football this week is a really great game. Minnesota goes to Seattle. Um, Big, big, big question. Is it time for Rashad Penny? We'll see. We're going to take a wait-and-see approach on Rashad Penny after Carson fumbled a couple times and got benched last week. You know, this has happened before, um, and they've gone right back to Carson I I would, you know, it's way too risky in our opinion to start a guy like Rashad Penny, especially if you're trying to get into the fantasy football playoffs just because we have no idea. He could be a league winner. He could be nothing. Um, 
I would just wait before you put all your eggs into the Rashad Penny basket. That's our advice there. Interested to see if Jacob Hollister is okay. Got banged up last week, kind of shit the bed with only a couple of catches last week. Um, Not really sure what to do there. And I like both QBs this week. I, I think that, you know, Cousins has proved his worth. Russell Wilson's competing for the MVP. Um, and very quietly, this game has continued to creep up and is now a 50-point over-under. Should be a really fun way to end week 13. Good luck. Good luck to everyone fighting for a fantasy football playoff spot. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your family. Enjoy turkey. Enjoy wine. But most importantly, enjoy football. And we will see you next week for the fantasy football playoffs week 14. Thanks for listening. Wood to San Quentin, I'ma keep rhyming, still representing who for my niggas up north and in the courts until the MCs taking no shorts in this blood sport.